Leg cramps. <laughs> oh shit, I'm doing the date, aren't I? Sorry. <laughs> I just saw the first text on the screen and was like, oh wait, no, that's my cue. Hang on, carry on. No, this wait, is... no, stop, start again. Garfield by Jim Davis for September the 11th, 1978. <coughs> Leg cramps. There we go. <laughs> podcast that begins with Catherine saying <laughs> leg cramp I thought for a second you, that you had a leg cramp no if you didn't know what this was just imagine like tuning into a podcast and someone just goes leg cramps <laughs> <laughs> the thing is there's there's a chance that's the title of the episode leg cramps, leg cramps. there's a chance that this is someone's first experience of this podcast like well i mean at least they know out, what they're in for hanging out in a park and somebody says to the other like oh have a listen to i don't like mondays the internet's favorite husband and wife unedited garfield review podcast that this is and they're like oh, okay i'll do that because i trust you and your media consumption and then like, oh, what have we got here? Episode 85, I'll have a look. Leg cramps! <laughs> Confidence Woo-hoo. is the preference for the habitual voyeur. Of what is known as leg, leg cramps. cramps. Yeah, well, that sounds like a good variation on a thing. I thought you had leg cramps. No, I didn't. I don't. But <laughs> yeah, what, what Garfield were, that does, apparently. What you were instead doing was getting your one job all wrong. I, t- I totally did. I really did. And that wasn't intentional. I, was, this, I honestly, was this not an attempt no, at it was a brain being fart. difficult? No, it honestly wasn't. A lot of my <laughs> attempts... Like, so what of what, a, what, a lot of a what, what you what. Um, interpret as being difficult is usually a genuine error or just brain farts. I don't know if that's better or worse. I feel like if it's by choice, A, there's the comfort of oh, knowing a lot of it is by that choice. at some point you could stop. <laughs> that's always nice. It's nice to have that hope, isn't it? And then the other bit that it is like, like a targeted thing rather than a like the difference between like intentionally farting because you know it's going to be bad and accidentally letting a squeaker out in a board meeting. I see. I'm not sure that's quite as good of a comparator comparison. That's because you think all farts are all good. All farts are funny. Mm. Is what I think. Not necessarily good, but funny. Funny. Um. I think that is true, though. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can get on board with like, that. This is very dark, but the ultimate fart is, of course, <laughs> the exhalation of gas at the moment of peaceful death, and that is the funniest fart on earth. Wow! In a kind of, you know, the irony of the human condition kind of way. Welcome to toilet Nemi. Everybody's favourite goth comic about toilets. No, no, toilets. It's, not, it's not intended to be goth. It's just intended to kind of um, demonstrate the um, futility of all of our socially constructed hierarchies of importance of value um, when ultimately everybody dies and everybody farts. This is so, true. You know. Do you think the Queen wiped her own ass? Does the King wipe his own ass? Do they have a now, man for that? Brenda, I reckon, would have wiped her own ass. I think Queen Elizabeth would have wiped her own ass because I think she was, you know, the kind of person who would have been brought up to wipe her own ass. Old Charlie boy, I reckon, King has, Prince Charles, yeah, at least nine people to wipe his ass for him because hasn't he got like 
footmen or something to dress him in the morning. I thought you meant I thought stupid. you meant that like a disease, hasn't he got no. footmen? footmen <laughs> like yeah. oh god. He's... No, he's got he's got like he's all his clothes laid out and then a special man comes along and does his buttons for him. Do your own fucking buttons. Oh my god. It is funny. I would hate it. to have be like be dressed every Oh, how horrible. How infantilizing. Mm. You look at other countries to, have someone to put your toothpaste onto the toothbrush for you. Tell me that doesn't happen. Apparently. Oh, for fuck's sake. Do it yourself, you dickhead. <laughs> there are countries that have monarchies where the royal family is just like we're just blokes. Just we we, we know like that Denmark we, or something. Yeah, we we know that we're figureheads. Yeah. But that that's what we do. And because this country knows it's got nothing. Mm. Like it's all mouth and no trousers. Yeah, we like we were a big swinging dick when it was all piracy, theft, and slavery, and now that the world isn't piracy. shaded pink, yeah, with the I was about empire. To say it's not piracy, theft, and slavery, but it is kind just of is, in different yeah. places. Um, now that it's not that, we're clinging to these things, and one of the things that we cling to is, the, yeah, the the imagery of the monarchy. Mm. Nobody does pageantry like the British. That's not something to be it's proud of. It's not something of. proud of, and it's something we've only started doing in the last hundred years yep. or so. That is definitely not something to be proud of, um, you idiots. Yeah, it, it just fascinates me that there are countries with royal families where there isn't all of this. Yeah. And that's because they're countries that have got other shit to offer, rather than on with stuff. Yeah. pantomime and... But again, that you know, there's the, the people for whom that is great. You've got the maniacs that turn up and camp in the street for a couple of days so to see weird. a carriage pass Every by. Every time, like... Um... Patreon listeners can, of course, check out our I Don't Like Morn Days episode, which was released on the day of Queen Elizabeth II's funeral. Yes, it was an emergency podcast, wasn't it? Um, Podcaster's service. Yeah. Um... Covering the strip that was released that day, of course. Mm. Um... Most modern strip we've done. The problem is that you just keep talking and then I lose my train of thought. <laughs> what are we talking about? That's then? a solution. Oh yes, no the like the crowds which are always portrayed breathlessly on the BBC and ITV and all the other kind of national public service broadcasters as you know crowds lined the streets to cheer the monarch or whatever the hell it happens to be, and then you see pictures from like people there or from like Republic, for example, you know the the anti monarchy campaign group, um, and it's just like. There's a small section where there's maybe like two or three deep, and then the rest of it is like a quiet Sunday, Camera a rural trickery. train station. Yeah, I... um, and there's and there's just no one there, and no one cares, and it's just it's just used to kind of project this um, well, it's image like... of of popular support. Yeah. Like, as, no, as, as no we talked cares. on the the Mondays episode, which is a pun that doesn't get nearly enough credit. The queue was a choice mm. because that could have made been it electronically. It ticketed. could have absolutely yeah. been electronically ticketed. That it made gave it the look. Yeah, gave to the camera something yeah. to do. You get like, oh, there's a queue that's three miles long. Oh, the the British people are like, that's a choice. That's absolutely, that wrong. was decided upon by people because of the way that would look for optics. Yeah, yeah, and that's cynical in a way that's really bleak when you start thinking about it. It's I like, mean, it's, it's bleak, but it's not surprising. No, not in the slightest. No, it's bleak, but it's expected and in, entirely in keeping with, you know, the um, the way these people think yeah. and act. Sorry, I'm just currently trying to tuck say, my... I'm tucking my toes into my knee pit. Because they're um, cold. Because they are cold, yes. put some slippers on then, or some well, socks. We're recording a pod... If I, put, if I have to put slippers on, I have to put socks on, because otherwise it'll be all gross. And then... Slipping on your socks? 
you are all you are all gross. And then then I have to put socks on, then I have to put my slippers on, then I have to come back downstairs. And we're recording a podcast, and last time we were recording a prod a podcast. We were recording a podcast. We took a break, and then several days passed. Yeah. And to be fair, I was very busy. Oh yeah, you had a lot on. Yeah. And then we just didn't get around to it. Yeah. This is our regular attempt at getting back to speed. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we? see. we'll see. We do our best. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. With something Monarchy. that you mentioned in the ending of the last episode. Um, farts. Farts are funny. No, it was about um, how distanced we are from the products that we consume. Like, I don't remember saying anything about that, but I'll go with it. Well, it was something that you said reminded me of that. And I think I've been wanting to talk... In that direction, but I'm not entirely sure what the specific thing I wanted to make. It just like the idea. If you said to me, "You've got a year, make me a what's it?" What, as in from like scratch, the food item? Yes. Yeah. Not not like a gigor, but yeah. like a yeah. No, no idea. Like find it's some a corn puff. Yeah, find find some corn, grow some corn. Oh, I see. From scratch, build a. Yeah. Build an oven to puff your corn. Oh, right, I see. So you're you're saying completely from scratch? Completely from scratch. You could make an approximation of it. You'd have to make an oven. Well, You'd not... have to make flavourings. You'd have you, to make cheese. You can make an oven out in the garden with some hot stones. Yeah, I know, but that's fuss, isn't it? Yeah, but it's less <laughs> fuss than making an entire oven. I, like, there's... Like, I, I, I see what you mean, but I think you might have chosen poorly in terms of your product. But but the, the the what's it is I will agree a very artificial a very artificial food thing. stuff yeah there was a specific very highly processed a specific dealing unpleasant. that I was either handling or preparing to consume and I had that real moment of like tens of thousands of millions of pounds of logistics and infrastructure have been put into place so that I can have this small spearmint chewy sweet. And it kind of, I know this sounds a little bit like taking a big bong rip and going, oh man, everybody's interconnected, man. But yeah. I was yeah, about it, to say. <laughs> it's real, a bit of a thinky yeah. thought. But <laughs> This is a bit of a thinky thought, but carry on. We're at home to thinky thoughts. Well, no, it's just, you know. It, I do feel better after having eaten a banana. Mm, and some if this cereal. is your first podcast ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> ever. Not even Welcome the first listen to, to podcasts. The, it's like when I raised to my father the notion of podcasts it's like oh you know people talking about subjects they're like oh well why do you have to listen to that it's like, you, I don't, you don't in the <laughs> same way that you don't have to listen to radio 4 like, oh what, what makes you listen to that i don't there's no compulsion no did um, he actually say that yeah like, well, what, what makes you listen to well, you, you don't have to what did he say to that so yeah. that's a weird thing to say yeah what makes you listen? I don't know. What makes people watch the fucking football? What makes people listen to Radio 3? What makes people walk down the street? What makes people pick up a newspaper? The answer nothing is, of else course, to do. Christ's blessing. It isn't. No, it isn't. Anyway, yes, artificial food. Oh, just, um, yeah, the, the distance of things. And I, I know there's, there's YouTube accounts. Interest, there was some sort of drama involved here. There's was YouTube there? accounts Ooh, drama. of people who's like, oh, you know, we're primitive manufacturer. Like some guy... In a bit of woodland, making oh, things from yeah, scratch, that guy. Yeah. and like some one of the guys is doing it legit, yeah. and then other guys are obviously using excavators 
and mechanical Just things for the views for the views it, yeah. and yeah there's like a, a couple of guys or a guy who is legit and they're sort of like i made a toaster from Just scratch to the point of like of finding yeah. is like finding water with a sufficient iron content you know all that kind of yeah. thing and then yeah there's the people who's like oh look we built a, a caveman swimming pool and i was like no you can see where the yeah. fucking backhoe has done this. I don't know what a backhoe is, but it seems like that's what you'd say. A bit of mechanical diggering machinery. Yes. Diggery. Mechanica di- mechanicy diggery. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a character in a poorly translated RPG from the 90s. Mechanicy diggery. Hmm. I... My name is Gatto. I've got metal joints. Let's say... Um, never mind. That's a, a real deep cut for the JRPG lovers out there. What's this from? Uh, Chrono Trigger. I've never played it. I think I've got it on my Steam Deck. I've just never played it. It's a really good game. You've been enjoying A Baldur's Gate. I've been loving A Baldur's Gate 3. I've been having a whale of a time. It's so, so good. I was reading some discourse about it. Oh, no. No, no, it was all right. It was on the Something Awful forums. So the good thing about um, discourse on the Awful forums is, as I've said before, um, if you've always sort of, you know, if you're feeling a bit exiled from the internet consider buying a forums account because it's now a surprisingly pleasant place to post. It's very progressive. All the shitlords well, have been driven the, the, off. The, forums, the, majority that, the forums that we frequent The forums that we frequent. Do not go in the pink forum. That's like a kind of cesspit um, where anything goes, um, but with a terrible degree of irony. Um, do not go in there, is, is my recommendation. I mean, I probably wouldn't post in the gun forum either. No, I wouldn't either. But even then in the gun forum, there are often arguments about, like, you know, there's... There's sort oh, of a, well, when was the last time you went in the gun? A couple form? of weeks ago, because there was some drama linked to oh, uh, from somewhere else, and I was something like, I think some of the people who are in the gun forum by now, they're all Americans, obviously, because in America it's considered a legitimate hobby um, to own and fire a weapon exclusively designed for killing people mm. and nothing else. Oh, sometimes for like um, killing horses. Yeah, well, some of them do hunt. You know, there's a lot of hunting stuff out there. But sometimes there is a degree of self-awareness in the posting there. Not all of the time, necessarily. But anyway, um, I mean, most, I, I most of say, the places I, are all right. If I lived in a but place look, where there were such as bears, I would probably, probably and I, have If I lived rifle. on my own, um, out in the middle of nowhere, on a farm where I had livestock to protect. Same as here. You know, farmers here can own a gun perfectly yep. legitimately. And they can shoot a dog that's wearing their livestock quite right, too. You know, it, it's that's their livelihood. You know, there's... There are good reasons behind that. I'm not saying, you know, just just don't you don't need one. The if thing, you live the in the middle is, of a city, like, you I'm really sure don't need one. it would be really fun to fire a machine gun, but I'm okay with not being able to. to do that because if yeah. if I could fire a machine gun, but the the trade off was everybody could have like AK47. Like, no, 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 that's I don't no. need that. That's no. fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're in the middle of nowhere, like in the Appalachians, in like bear and mountain lion country, and you've got livestock to protect and or young children, um, I, yeah, fine. I 100%. need to finish Get reading A Libertarian Walks Into a Bear. Yes, that's such a good title. It's such a good um, title. But, Sorry, the forums. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they are actually, you know, quite a nice place to post these days. Um, and you, a nice place to yeah, post. Yeah, like you see like some, some, every now and then, like some chud will have a meltdown. Um, in a kind of, you know, like a, there, there will be, you know, unpleasantly a, a, a transphobic meltdown or something. And then the pylon is astonishing. Like, you know, an and immediate, then they obviously an get perm- an like, they get perma banned. And then just page after page of really, really funny, like best of weird Twitter dunking. Um, 
which gives no um, revenue to the person who is being dunked on. Mm. I will um, say that the transphobia is not a feature. It's when not, when, when no, Kat is no. describing, like, oh, um, come, it's, come it, to no. this forum, no, we've I'm got saying it as an example of what if, can if happen. If a person is a like dickhead, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if rather, rather than it's Tuesday, yeah, it's yeah. time for slurs hour. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so, you yeah, know, I was um, uh, reading the thread on that. Apparently, um, there was some, like, game devs or something who were like, well, you can't expect this kind of level of quality from everything that gets put out. And people are like, why not? The, the bar has been raised <laughs> for interactivity and options and the fact that it just works pretty much straight out of the gate because they had a lot of playtesting. Out of and, the Baldur's Gate. And open access. Right, readers? And, and yeah, there are some bugs, but you know they've been really, really quick with patching them. And a lot of devs have been like, well, maybe you should produce a game that works properly on day one. Maybe have you, have you considered? Maybe don't have crunch. Maybe don't have crunch. Although yeah. I think like part of it was they had near infinite money and yeah. like the, and a lot the acclaim of open and yeah. like there was a lot of goodwill. And yeah. I think a lot of the open access. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to playing it. I've it's never really good. never balled under gate. I still haven't tormented my Planescape. Um, That's a good game. Yeah. yeah. Nor have I discoed my Elysium. I have discoed my Elysium, but only for a little while. I got. Um, I think I got a bit, like, it was very compelling and I was really enjoying it. And then I found that I was, um, I wasn't hooked by what was being offered to me in terms of the story. It just started, it felt it was running a little bit flat. And I suspect that I just needed to get through that flat bit to get to the next bit. But I, I didn't feel like it had built up enough goodwill for me to push through that. And so I just, without without even consciously doing it, I just turned it off and I was like, oh, I should have a go at that again sometime. I just haven't since then. And I will, I'm sure. It's just, you know how sometimes that can happen with a, with a game. You put it down and you're like, I'm not feeling really particularly compelled to finish yeah, this. Eons so, pass. Yeah. Like we did with a yeah, podcast last the week. Podcast, yeah. But no, I'm enjoying Baldur's Gate. The options that it gives you. So there are like lots of obviously quests and um, uh, things you can do. Some of which are not explicitly quests either. It's just like kind of a log of things you can do or choose not to do. Um, and it's not couched in terms of here's a quest for you. Go away and do it. It's like you'll talk to someone and then something in your journal will be like, mm, maybe I should look into this. And so you can choose to look into it or you can't. And whatever you do, every single action has consequences. And there's countless ways of like interacting with the world, obviously within the, you know, the rules of, you know, they've used 5e D&D to do that. But you, if you can think of it, you can probably do it. And someone will have a line of dialogue for what you've done. How it feels like, like it's so. How good. does that work in the play? Like, can can you can you sketch up an example? Um, I don't want to do it with being too spoilery. Um, but make like, something say, up. Like we're in B and Q. Well, you're in B and Q. Well, no, let me think. There's like um, you're in B and Q, and a small child has pickpocketed something from you and then hidden behind a wall in B and Q. Right. Um, you can turn yourself into a tiny gas to squeeze through the wall and then frighten the children by making yourself look like a giant bear. Okay. Um, and the, the kids will be like, "Oh my god, a bear!" Mm. Um, or whatever you choose to turn yourself into. Um, or you can, um, like, you know, this is based on one of the quests, you can go and rescue another small child and they'll tell you the password to their secret hideaway and thanks for rescuing them. But you could just pass that child by if you don't explore. You'll never find them because there's no quest saying go and find this child. You just have to... You've got to noodle about and talk to people noodle about and, and talk find them. things. And then you'll turn up and you get the password. And it's like, how do you know the password? Oh, okay, fair enough. You were kind to this person. And then there's, like, other branching options for what you can do. And there's for every single one, obviously, like, you know, with dialogue choices, of course, they're going to be like slightly limited. Um, but whatever you think 
to do, you can pretty much do it in terms of interacting with the environment. So some of the fights, for example, a lot of them have been really carefully set up so that there's lots and lots of different options to use the environment. Um, so one of them, I was just getting my ass beaten over and over again. And then I thought, come on, have a proper look round. You, you've played D&D. Um, and you've played a, a CRPG. So I, I actually sat back and I was like, stop trying to just biff it. <laughs> and then I noticed that there was a huge ladder leading up into a loft. So what you can do is then position your party separately um, on the girders. Um, and then I threw down a grease trap, set fire to it. That set off a chain reaction. Everyone panicked. One person tried to run up the ladder because I'd set up like a kind of choke point. I just kicked him off the ladder as soon as he came up. Um, and then they have like little things like, you know, you'll pay for that and all this when you're trying to... It's, it's just, it's really I, nicely done. I don't know if I could cope with such a thing. Like, with the amount of options, the amount it's of so choices. Creative. Maybe it's the because same as I, tabletop games. Because I always, like, I think I'd worry that I'm not doing the right thing. But because there isn't it, one. Exactly. Yeah. And so having that that freedom, but also like the we we've talked about and I think we've talked about it on the podcast, like not save scumming and if save scumming for those of you that don't know is just frequent very, very, very frequently saving. Quick so save, if something bad happens, yeah. you you reload. Whereas in a game like Baldur's Gates, game like Disco Elysium, failing things you can are, fail are as entertaining yeah. and should be as entertaining as succeeding. And it's it's difficult to train yourself out of. I want the optimum outcome. There I want every yeah. role to be because, a twenty because it's about story rather than you know the mechanics are underlying the story. And I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. D and D fifth ed. In fact, any tabletop role playing system is not a good basis for designing a video game because at the table, you know, particularly like levels one to three in particular for fifth ed are fucking diabolical. Like you just get your ass handed to you. Like even a bunch of goblins will can can one shot your party when you're at level one. Like good DMs will say, you know, to the and I've I've seen this used as an example. Like to a you know a new a new party. Okay, so you tell me as part of your backstory before even the first session where we play, what have you done to get you to level two? And then at the end of the first session they're uh, at level three. So that gives nice. a bit of backstory. You know, it automatically leveling up people up a bit. And then the end of level, you know, the first session is like, right, you've got some experience doing this. You're now level three. And that way you can get over the hump of like, because otherwise what you have to do as a DM is just fudge so many roles and fudge so many mechanics so that you don't get a total party kill in the first couple of sessions. It's really not great for that. Um, like, and a lot of, for storytelling, right, we're getting into tabletop discourse now. No, but, no, go for it. But for a lot of um, games, D&D is kind of, yes, it's the big one, but it's not necessarily the best one, depending on what you want to do. There's other systems out there. Well, D&D um, is based in war. Like, yeah, it's, everything, it's, everything, is, everything, is, everything is a fight. Everything is for, you know, all of the mechanics, yeah, are for conflict. Um, usually physical conflict. Um, whereas there are much better systems out there if what you want to do is tell a collective story. Um, like you know games that use um, you've got a certain number of dice and you use them and you know like the kind of systems that Grant Howitt uses in his in his games or you know there are other ones where you've got like coin tosses for the degree to which you do something like the stupidity of D&D is that you know like five percent of the time your character who is you know could be one of the world's leading experts in lock picking is going to whiff that so badly that they stick their own head into the lock and somehow mangle their ear you know it, it's that's not how it works but a good system will have something that mitigates that so there could be an interesting failure. and a good dm will do that you know so for a critical failure they will say okay so you 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 succeed but this happens or you fail but something outside of your control happens you know so it's not the character that's whiffing or something like that but that again it requires a good dm it's not sort of built into the rule system um, and the thing about using that as a basis for a video game is that the video game doesn't care 
Mm, um, video game can't really fudge things. It can't fudge things. All it can do is is go based on the rule set that it's been given. Because there are video games that do fudge things. Oh, like yeah. Resident Evil, yeah, yeah. I think, 4 would give you more or fewer enemies if you were doing particularly well or particularly badly yeah. and like yeah. giving you the ammunition for the there weapon that you're currently using. There is a setting and so in Baldur's Gate 3 called Karmic Dice. Um, mm. which is where the dice rolls are slightly fudged so that you don't get either a run of failures or a run of successes. And it, the problem with that, though, is that it works for everything. So it also works for enemies or for people that you're in conflict with. And someone did all the maths, um, and it, it makes it significantly worse for the player in terms of the gameplay experience. So oh. even that attempt to um, imitate the uh, kind of finesse and the nuance and the... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? You know, like a kind of... Uh, Authorship? No, when someone has kind of, um, you know, the power to be um, agile about something or to, you know, discretion. The discretion, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for, of the DM um, at the table. Um, even that attempt to kind of mitigate by imitating that is essentially just a bit waff. So, How would yeah. you, like... Hmm... Well, I mean, you, sm smarter people than I have, have thought through this. At the this. moment, I just don't think you can because it kind of requires the conscious effort of storytelling and that's something that has evolved in our brains over millions of years. This is true. You know, we are storytelling creatures. However you want to... We tell ourselves stories and we tell other people stories to try and make sense of the world because the world is so vast and incomprehensible that the only way we can um, place ourselves within it is to put ourselves at the center of our story and see how that connects to other people build a narrative and build a narrative out of it um, sometimes the stories are about big bears that want to eat us yeah they are sometimes and they are then an anxiety happens and then an anxiety happens and sometimes the story yeah a lot of the time the stories are about what if there was a big bear mm. and then the big bear doesn't appear and but you've because had all the fun of the what if yeah but because we've told ourselves that story so many times and because we we feel the emotions of a story when we are listening to it or telling it or thinking about it um, because of the way our brains work, um, because it's a protective element. It is better to be frightened of a bear that's not there and to, to not be frightened of a bear that is. Mm. Um, but yes, long story short, um, it, the answer is that it is not, it's not a great system for doing that, but they've made it work. Um, you know, and the, the voice acting is very entertaining and all of the options are, are in there. So yeah, it's, I I should give it a go, in the same way that I should restart my Disco Elysium mm. playthrough. And like, it, it's the sort of thing that I don't think I'd like to stream Disco Elysium because I I want it to be a very personal thing. Like, I want my stories or my choices to reflect and be reflected in that game. And I think there'd be an element of performance and people being like, "Oh, you should respond to this." Oh no, respond to this. Oh, oh, the stream one, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so if I was doing it on stream, I'd be. Like, worried about that, and then worried that I'd be maybe picking choices that would be different ones from the ones that I would pick if I didn't have an audience. Does that matter? Well, it depends on whether you're role-playing and who you want your, your character to be. Isn't it? If you're playing it for a stream, then that's different to playing it for yourself. Like, yeah. So I'm, I am role-playing as, you know, and thinking about the decisions that I would make, um, you know, or that this person would make. Um, and one of the nice things is that in, in Fifth Ed you can get inspiration, which means that you can re-roll um, yeah. a dice roll if you flunk it. How do you get inspiration in the game itself? In the game, in um, so you have like you choose a background for your character. Mm. So my my avatar that I'm playing through um, with um, is a kind of like you know uh, urchin kind of you know grew up on the streets kind of background. So whenever I make a choice which benefits, like say for example the kids who nick some stuff from me, I gave them some money to go and start oh, their own little thieving business. 
So I got inspiration from that because it was to do with my background. Yeah. So it, it encourages proactive role play and thinking about what would my character do in these circumstances, see, I, not necessarily what would I do. I just see that as as mechanics. I I cannot I cannot see the the meat on the bones. I can only see the bones. It's like, I can okay, see, well, I can see the bones, in, but I also see the meat. Then in this situation, I need to do this. I, I, I feel you like I can't You don't have to, but there could, be, there could be circumstances in which there are conflicting ideas. So like on the one hand, you kind of want to, you know, the, this person here comes from a really disadvantaged background, but on the other hand, the thing they want to do is going to really harm all these people over here. So you've got this kind of moral dilemma of, well, do I go with this person, what they want, the individual selfishly, because it's something that I personally relate to, or do I go, actually, in this occasion, you know what, this is wrong, we can't do this, it will hurt all of those people. So that kind of moral dilemma is something that can produce, and that at the tabletop will produce role play, and a good DM will engineer those situations yeah. um, where, you know, where there is conflict. So Oof, in our, in our game yesterday, like our DM has basically just like, she asked us all like months ago for like some, you know, well, not me because I was joining the, the game, for some backstory on like, you know, who's people that's close to you, who's just all kinds of stuff. And she just picked from that and had someone kidnap someone that I was very, you know, good friends with and then use that person as an image to to do all kinds of stuff. So it gives my character motivation and a reason for being there. Um, and a good DM will provide those plot hooks. Just the thought of pretending makes me very anxious. <laughs> I'm going to LARP next weekend. The, oh. I'll pretend all weekend. Oh, cross-country pretending. I yeah. can't. Oh. Lovely, great Again, fun. Weird because I've, I've done improv, I've done acting. Yeah, I've but done... but you're always playing a part. What was it that Peter Sellers was like? There was something about him, you know, he someone he was being interviewed or something, and someone said, or oh, was it for the Muppet Show or something? And someone said, you know, oh, just be yourself. And he said, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. He couldn't <laughs> be himself. He only he could only ever be characters, hmm. which is a sign of you know someone who desperately needed to talk to a therapist. I suspect. Yes. Um, yeah, oh, you know what? I found something out yesterday. Um, oh yeah. That apparently, well, I I went out of my way to try and make something I was put in charge of at LARP incredibly inclusive to the point of you know producing leaflets, informative pamphlets, distributing them around camp, and then putting um, names in an anonymous box. And then apparently, was one person was like, "Oh well, I heard that it was just the same usual names doing something." I was like. You motherfucker. How fucking What, what does that mean? What does this explain it's this someone, to me? It's basically LARP bitching. Someone was complaining that they felt left out from something. Were they left out? No. Oh, okay. They'd just chosen not to engage. Great. Despite the fact that there were leaflets all around camp and a box. And on several occasions, I'd said in the middle of a camp, you know, like a meeting, faction meeting, please do this. I can't do it on my own. I need everyone's help. Everyone needs to do this. It's just, you get to the point where you're like, what more? Fuck it. LARPers gonna LARP and complain in any in any geek hierarchy. There will be a lot of people who think the world revolves around them and um, have no social skills. We're back to storytelling. (laughs) The the heroes of their own story. Yeah, exactly. And Um, and yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. I'm I'm really really miffed because I I genuinely went out of my way to make it as inclusive as possible because I didn't want it to be like the usual suspects doing a cool thing. And it wasn't. We had 34 people or something like that who like, signed like, up for something. Surely if you want to do a cool thing, you do a cool thing. Like, you either speak to somebody about building a cool thing, or you seek out cool things to do. There are some people who LARP who kind of think that plot should come to them, and they get cross if it doesn't land in their lap. Um, it's like, you get you get out of it what you put in. Yeah. So, like, some of the same people who've been complaining, um, you know, I've been to their camp, um, and, you know, like, looking for some game or trying to bring some game to them... 
Um, and I've walked in and there's just been like an out of character conversation about what their kids are doing at school. And I'm like, okay, you're not playing. I'll go elsewhere. And then they complain that they don't get any game. I... Anyway, end of LARP bitching. But there'll be some people listening, a very small percentage, who'll be nodding and going, mm-hmm, yep, yep, LARP is going to complain. I wonder if our audience has a slightly larger percentage of LARPers than... The average. Than an average Probably, podcast. Because, yeah. again, it's quite niche, yeah. what we do. There is a big crossover between Garfield content and LARP. Mm. <laughs> I... I mean, there isn't. I just I, I genuinely think that there's money to be made in... If not consultancy, like a business teaching improv for LARP people. I mean, probably. A lot of them come from theatre anyway. A lot of them come from improv, you know. Um, no, for, for, for people who ain't done that and people who are maybe not as good as it as they could be but want to be better. Yeah, no, I can see something in that. But the thing is, like, the, the, as I say, you get out of it what you put in. And I like bringing game to other people. That's why I like monstering and why I like kind of trying to get involved, get as many people involved as possible. The, fr- the sentence, I, was, I, I was, like monstering, is a very I good know. sentence. I, was, I appreciate that. I was so that. annoyed when I heard that. Like, maybe disproportionately. Like, if I felt like there was any kind of justification behind it, then I would have, you know, okay, fine. But... Um, but the fact that I went out of my way, and particularly, you know, when when I went to the second event this year, and I was like, it was just after I'd been signed off work for three weeks, oh, ill, yes. and I still, you know, I I just I still went to the effort of doing that little leaflet and trying to do things, even though was that I the could... one with the owl on it. No, consider the owl. No, Which no, one was no. that? This was the one that you ch- chucked off something away of it the other day. Um, I don't want to say because mm. you know, I'd rather keep the bitching anonymous. Um, but. Yeah, I was just, and and I I went out of my way even though I could barely function after having that, been that my slipper. Oh, right. After having been signed off work for head headworms, and just, and it was like so much effort to do it, and it took all of my game, like all of my spoons, to do that. Like that, I I couldn't really do much more game because I I'd had to like put myself out there to to make sure that other people had the chance to get involved, and then, um, yeah, burn the tent down. I might, I might even burn the tent. I down. might even vague post about it Shit, on Facebook. It? I know. Wow, I'm that annoyed. Wow, I'm that's that annoyed. And the, someone else was like, "Oh well, no one from our group, um, you know, was volunteers." And I was like, "Well, no one put them down." And then I remembered that actually, no, someone did. And then they said they didn't want to do it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> that's really annoyed me in a playground way. Hmm. But then. As people, as, we, as folks were saying yesterday when we got together for in-person D&D, it was with a group of LARPers, hence all this bitching happening. Um, like, it, the problem is that adults never really grow up. It's just playground bullshit wherever you go. It, at LARP, it happens to be, like, nerd bullshit. In any kind of fandom, it's playground n- fandom bullshit. At work, in the office, if you're on a, you know, £200,000 salary... It's office playground bullshit. It doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. I like a two hundred thousand pounds salary. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? We could maybe get a I house then. Wouldn't have to make a Watson from scratch. I could just <laughs> could just get someone else. We could to, just buy, could a, buy a pack of Watson. I could buy a pack of Watson. Yeah, because Watson's do cost like two hundred one hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety eight pounds. Yeah, I can use my two pence to scratch off the Watson and see yeah. if I've won. Yeah. <laughs> 
Watsits are the horrible little cheesy puffs. You don't ones, like a Watsit. Do I hate Watsits. The smell of them is revolting. A Watsit Cheetos in America, is that the same going? kind of the same. I like a Watsit. Have we? They're the ones that if you put them in water, they go, don't they? But not in a nice way, like a skip. Well, Skips have a firmness to them. Watsits have a firmness. They, Watsits have, yeah. they just go. Nah, no, man. You've, you've, Horrible. You're Nick thinking Nacks. of actual packing peanuts. I like knickknacks. I like knickknacks. But I don't like a Watsit. I like a Watsit, mate. I think we have discussed the concept of a Watsit that's sufficiently large <laughs> that you would slice it at a roast dinner. We have talked about this on, on the like podcast. I don't like that idea, though. Just. I don't like that. I mean, aren't they like hollow in the middle? No. Are they not? No, they're, they're like puffed. Cubbins. And they've got a bit, of, but they've got they're quite airy, aren't they? Well, yeah, it's like an aero, but made out yeah. of cheese wood rather than <laughs> chocolate. They you can get large watsits, which are the sort of the size and oh. thickness, size and thickness of my thumb. Oh! <laughs> but the problem is what? The, there's only one problem. That, I can see several already. That interferes with the cheese to watsit ratio, the CTWR. <laughs> That that goes way off because, like, on your standard what's it? Right. It's about this big and about this wide. Powder. A lot of cheese powder and the right kind of surface. Bigger, probably because the last time I ate one was when, was when was you were small, yeah. um, or because you just hold them really close to your yeah. face, and that's why you're so intimidated yeah. by them. Um, I don't find them intimidating. Whereas, like a large what's it? Yeah, I just, I just want to clarify that I'm not frightened. Catherine of is actually she's currently wearing a t-shirt that says, "I am frightened of what's it." That would be a great t-shirt. <laughs> Right, okay. You know, like the Ghostbusters sort of, you know, mm. something with a red line through it. That, mm. but it's a what's it, and then just I am frightened of what's it. <laughs> <laughs> I own several stupid t-shirts. I want that one that real is badly. far and away the dumbest fucking thing. <laughs> Do you not think that's a good idea? I am scared of what... No, frightened. I am frightened, I am frightened of what's it. Of like what? Are you, I was going to say, what are you trying to? What message are you trying it's to get like across? But yeah, that's the message. I'm frightened of what's it. Yeah, I just. Do you not think that's really good in a kind of like um, an avant-garde sort of, <laughs> you know, surreal, right? Like an humor an, kind of way. I don't. I don't know. No, I can't tell whether it's maybe that's a good sign. Whether it's too that it, silly, that you find it baffling. It might be too whimsical. It's not whimsical, though. It's very serious. Right. Okay, that's that's the important distinction. And then you could put that on the back of the T-shirt. This is not whimsical. <laughs> okay, now that fixes this it. This is very this, serious. This is not a whimsical T-shirt. I am deadly serious. That, <laughs> with that clarification, yeah. I'm in. Please do not be fooled into thinking that this is a T-shirt of whimsy. Right, the whole background could just be a wall of text about that. Yeah, I, I cannot emphasize enough How that this is a genuine fear. Please you, do not bring them near If me. you show me a Watsit, I will... Right, I'm dip. writing this down. <laughs> I am writing this. What an incredible idea for a T-shirt. Do you not think? I am frightened I of am, what... Should it be I am frightened or I am very frightened of Watsit? I think just frightened. I am, I am frightened of what's it. Frightened of what's it. On, not wetsuits, what's it on the front. On the front. A large what's it. <laughs> <laughs> in a red do not enter sign. I know what that means. And it's then like on the Ghostbusters. The, and one. then on the back. On the back, a long, <laughs> detailed explanation. Uh. <laughs> detailed uh, clarification clarification that this t-shirt is not a joke <laughs> this is not a whimsical t-shirt 
It's I'm... not a whimsical joke. There we go. Yeah, I've written that down. I, I really want to. I really want to make that. That would be so. Funny. I, I mean, I'm going all around that. I can't tell whether that's a good idea or a terrible <laughs> I think idea. It's a great idea. So the issue is. There's the right amount of cheese to watts it on a regular watts it. Right. I thought you were just going to, like, leaning forward to very gently belch into the microphone. Please do not. Ooh, sinister. Um, whereas when it's larger, there's more, there's more watts it to make your way through. And insufficient In, the, the inside cheese. of the watts it is plain. Yes. Because the cheese hasn't, the cheese dust the cheese has not permeated. It's not had an opportunity to penetrate the surface of the watsit. I, I think if the watsit, like if it's... there was a slug of cheese in the middle, like uh, a, like like the I lead in a pencil, yeah. that would be awful. Don't well, do that. Just bearing that in mind, like with the large watsit, if you cut out, if you cut off the surface of the large watsit, hmm. could you then make like a kind of watsit? Um, what's the you know the French thing with the raw beef? Tartar. Yeah, what's it tartar? If you cut off the cheese dust, and then the just flavour will be unadulterated by the cheese dust, which in this analogy I'm the inner flavour. germ. Okay. Oh, so you you want you want the nude what's it? Yeah. You you want to experience I'd, I'd an uncheased well, what's it? Like, I mean, that's it's just like a corn puff type thing, isn't it? With no... that's lunatic thoughts. I is would it? like an unador. I I would like a washed what's it. I would like a what's it that has been uncheesed. Um. Kit Kats are made with Kit Kats. Ah, uh, oh no! Wait, they're all ground up, aren't they? Yeah, the ones Kit that Kats. go wrong. But wh- how was the first one made? Exactly. This is like how was the first Anvil made? Kit Kats are made with Kit Kats. I need the loo. You should have. You should have gone before. No, because last time we paused this, at least seventy-two hours elapsed, and then I'm going to the loo. And then you. If you don't want to pause it, that's fine. You got all mardy about. Comments, but excuse me. I mean, feel free to pause it. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. probably going to pause it. Oh I'll god, are we going to continue this? Yes, we oh, are. Are we? Yes. I think this is working. God, I like you, sensible people would learn how to do this, but I think I've done it. Does it go back to that bit like magically uh, when you scroll the wheel? If you no, no so how does. do you know that you haven't just overwritten something? Because I because I got to the end of it. Oh right, I, I see. Put Fair it enough. There. Fair enough. Please look at this. I'm gonna look. <laughs> <laughs> No, you can't just show me that and then not describe it to people. No, no, I think I can. Please feel oh, free no. to describe it if okay, you. Okay, so, so it's um, obviously a card. Obviously, um, this well, is an audio medium. Yeah, so um, imagine, if you will, uh, a greetings card stand, perhaps in a supermarket or a shop. Um, it's arranged by event, so you might have like congratulations on your wedding or your engagement, um, your. Birthdays, uh, get birthdays, well soon. get well soon. Then you've got the whole, yeah, you've got like the birthdays by name section, all the rest of it. Um, and then, of course, you've got the um, sympathy section. Mm. Uh, and obviously something here, uh, there's a very serious loss of loved one section. And underneath that, someone has placed a card, which I suspect is more appropriately like placed in the, uh, the leaving do for work. And it is a chihuahua. Uh, Wearing a Mexican hat, uh, a brightly coloured rainbow poncho, <laughs> smiling at the camera in as far as a chihuahua can, and the word adios, <laughs> very cheerfully printed in a red and orange cloud <laughs> above the chihuahua. <laughs> Oh 
Imagine. Imagine. I'm so sorry about the loss of your brother. Adios. Adios. <laughs> oh, no. Good, isn't it? That's really good. Yeah. I'm gonna, oh. we, we could put a link to that in the, the notes. On the, I'm probably not, probably not going to do that. I think you should. Oh. It's very funny. Like the image itself. Is very funny, oh, but, but I hope that we've described it in sufficient detail. Adios, you're right. Yeah, I'm just looking to see how long we've been going. Oh, ages, I'm mate. I've been talking a lot this episode because I've just been sort of monologuing on things that have annoyed me. Well, that's okay. You were, you were grumpy on the last episode, so it's I was, nice to... wasn't I? And now that I've eaten two shredded wheat and a banana, can you eat three? Did you eat all of the baklava? Only a little bit. Because while I did buy the baklava for you. I might also have some baklava. I know a little bit because it's a large piece of baklava and I couldn't eat all that. Big clover. Big clover. Big clever drugo. I like baklava. I like baklava. But I don't like what's this. I'm frightened of what's I am frightened of what's it. I I don't know. I think as long as the text on the back was like dry and expansive. Yes. Very serious. That very very serious. That would make I it better. Because I, I I worry that you would be a little like it would be a little too whimsical. Like well, I'm it, frightened like, of what's it's it would be, this this T shirt is not a whimsical uh T shirt. Yeah. This is this is a very serious issue. Uh, which they are. countless of hard working individuals must deal with on a day to day basis, you know. The texture of the what's it is offensive. Just, yeah, very serious. It is a foul product yeah. to me. Yeah. Hmm. Do not bring them into my presence. I'd like some what's it's, though. I don't want I would like. I, I don't want I what's it. I don't want. They're horrible. The smell of them alone is just. No, nah, mate. Like if a, if a child is eating what's it's on a bus. <laughs> I mean, the bus already smells bad as it is. Like the addition of what's it's, or like a hot. A stuffy bus on a cold, wet evening on a Thursday in November. Uh, what's it sandwich? The windows are all steaming and claggy. Everyone's on their commute. Nobody wants to be there. They just want to get home. And then a small child opens a packet of Watsits and the equivalent of a nasal nuclear bomb goes off. Wow. Disgusting. Wow. Anyway. What's it sandwich? No. Um, what's it tea? No. Uh, two what's it up your nose? No, absolutely not. Running around going, like that. that that was one of your favourite pastimes when you were in your late teens. Okay, a fun sex game where you put a what's it in each ear and a what's nope. it in each nostril, nope. and your partner has to like lovingly smooch the what's it's disgusting, <laughs> disgusting, disgusting. I would simply kick them off. <laughs> Um, climbing, but instead of climbing chalk, you've got a bag of Watsits. So you need to put your hands in no. and give it all that before. Horrible. It wouldn't even work. No, it wouldn't. But the Watsit juice would become claggy. What, what's it juice? Yeah, you yeah, can't juice it, a Watsit. Like, the powder would combine with the sweat on your hands to form a Watsit juice. But halfway up the wall, you'd have a little snack. It's going to be alright. Uh, like this is making me feel queasy. Really? Yeah, I don't like Watsits. They're disgusting. The thought of. I love cheese, but Watsits are not cheese. What if Watsits were the size of a grain of rice? No, no, because it's still it's still the it's the flavouring like that pasta that pretends to be rice but isn't. It's the flavouring also. It's the flavouring. It's not. It's not the. It's not the corn broth isn't that itself. A Greek it's the drink. flavouring. What also? Yeah. No, you're thinking of um, Saganaki. No, that's a city 
in Japan, you're thinking of Metaxa. No, that's the name of the Spanish Football Association CEO. You're thinking of a mountain range in Canada. Okay. The Appalachians. I don't know of any Canadian mountain ranges. The Pres- Appalachians are in America. Yeah, in I know. The United States of America. I know, I know that. Yeah. Are there any... Can you name a Canadian mountain range? I know Niagara Falls is... No. It's like part of the Rockies extended to Canada. Well, I don't fucking know. What about an atlas? Well, I don't know. You might know. You know. I, I Geography. Just, just very clearly That's said that I don't understand... Pursuit. This is a podcast, isn't it? This is... That that was two minutes of just real good radio right there. I don't know why you do that. Like, why do why what? do you draw attention to the content of the podcast when you know that what people come for is whimsical discussion of how what's it's a very frightening. This is not whimsical. This is very serious. No, exactly. You know, just you can't you can't lampshade shit content by drawing attention to it as shit content. And yet here I am. Mm, a failed attempt. A noble failure. A noble failure. We should probably talk about Garfield. Nah, man. Let's talk about... How would you go about making a what's-it from scratch? What is it? Is it a, is it a corn? As yeah, in, like, it's like corn a, on a, the cob? A, a, a puffed corn product. Is I it think. Like, is, is it corn? Popcorn is like when you have corn. Or, you know, <laughs> when you have corn, and yeah. And you pop it. And you pop it. Yeah, but like dried corn. What is a what's-it? What is a... What's Do you spell it W-O-T it? is a what's-it? No, I should have done. What's is a what's is? Um, they are corn puffs. Corn puff, okay. Oh, I could have done this How while you were... Is it like a kind of cornmeal that's powdered and dried? How is a corn puff made? Oh. Puff corn or corn puffs are puffed or extruded corn snacks made with cornmeal, which can be baked or fried. Puff corn belongs in the snack group products made with corn grits, rice, wheat, or other cereals. Corn grits, right. So, it's yeah, it's kind of like a... Manufacturing pro. Here we go. Here's the good stuff. Ooh, I don't like that. No, what's this? Yeah. Um, extrusion cooking through an extruder, a thermodynamic process where the dough is passed through a tube and heated under a certain amount of pressure. See, you'd have to build a mechanism, wouldn't you? You'd have to build uh, a mechanism yeah. to make yeah, a what's it. You wouldn't just be able to. I am so removed from. But I a reckon. So you could probably have a pub reckon at it. By getting some cornmeal hmm. um, and some... Which means you have to grow some corn. Okay, right, you've got to grow the corn. And then grind your corn. You can grow corn. You can grow That's corn. an option. Um, and then, yeah, dry out the corn. Hmm. Grind the corn to make cornmeal. Yes. How are you grinding the corn? Probably... Big rocks? Big rocks, yeah, if we're doing... That it would like... suck. Yeah, it would, but you wouldn't have to make it on an industrial scale. The, no. The, the challenge here was to make one brackets, one... One what's it? Yeah. So it could be done. Um, and, um, yeah, make like your cornmeal powder slash What would you paste. store it in? What, the what's it? No, the, the cornmeal. Once you've harvested your corn. Yeah. And you've left it out somewhere to dry. Yeah. Presumably stay in to stop birds from getting at it. Say so you're hucking rocks at birds to make sure they don't get near it. Yeah. Once you've ground it, what do you keep it? Well, you could keep it in the same... You could use a pestle. You know, mortar, pestle and mortar. You, you'd make a pestle? He could, yeah. Jesus! I mean, it would be very difficult, but 
Okay, yeah? so or you, you could, or actually, you know, you could just make a small amount of, of paste and leave it on the stone. There's, you know, a small amount is if the stone is big enough. It's not what if there's a wind? Off. It's not gonna. A wind is not gonna blow off a paste. Well, it wouldn't be a paste because it would be a dry kind of flowery dubbins, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, but if there's a wind, you wouldn't do it in windy conditions, would you? Well, you've got to think about these things when yes, you're making you... a what's-it from scratch. Well, you would, but I mean, you know, not until it came time to grind your corn. Okay, so you... You make your little paste, and then I reckon you'd, like, you could build a clay oven, mm. make it very, very hot, and then you could, um, it would be very, very difficult, but you could, like, make a, a clay pipe or something. Mm. Um, and then put some cornmeal in there, and then push it through. But then it's just baked, that's not the... That, and that... push it through, is what I mean, with another bit of clay. Okay. And but it probably w- wouldn't be very good. I, I but, you know, and then there's the cheese powder issue. The, this is going to be a, one of your... get a cow, yep. and then get some milk. Then let the milk go off. What do, you, what do you keep the milk in? Because currently it's been kept in the cow. A cave. No, 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 man. You can't fill a cave with milk. What do you put the milk in? Uh, like, between to, the cow and the cave. you have to make a wooden bowl. I don't want to do that. No. Oh, God, I have to find a bit of flint and nap some flint until it becomes a rudimentary blade. You could make it more efficient if you had, like, say, a group of people, Mm. each of whom specialises in one particular part of the process. Right. And then they work collectively and collaboratively to develop something for the public good. Is that the danger is that the person who is overseeing the process... Mm. Takes the results of the process. Takes the results of the process without actively contributing to it, yeah. to it. and Which the fact is why, that the labour is so yeah, divided, yeah, yeah. it um, that specialisation becomes problematic mm. because it reduces the value of the individual labour of the person who is, for example, making the wooden bowl. And yeah, I completely agree, which is why you ensure that no one person owns for what I'm going to, you know, just just pulling it out of nowhere yeah. called the means of production. Okay, let's yeah. say that person did. Own those means but while how, you're building the watches. How would they own that though? Well, and they I, can only own that if the individuals offer to sell. Well, what I was going to say was to this: person. this person who has taken the means of production in this this Watsit mm. building thing, presumably you'd know where that person lived mm. and could burn their house down if they got arsy. Yeah. If yeah. they got arsy and if they were withholding. The public uh, good, yeah. The public good and the, the value of yeah. individuals' labour. If yeah. they were holding and hoarding that and only returning... A, a small proportion of it. Say, a say a third of, a of the what's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then you could quite easily say to the people who... Like the person who's building the bowl, the person who's building the oven, like, hey, that person over there... Has stolen your what's Has stolen the majority of your what's it. And I don't mean taking some what's it in order to make more a what's bit, it's like yeah. a like a kit cat yeah. you know because obviously there'd be networks that needed to be kept up to date and that sort of thing like yeah. if the, like i'm not saying withholding what's it's in that regard but for that individual's personal benefit and in in an ideal world the person who is coordinating the development and, and overseeing the production of the what's it's would keep some of those what's it's aside for the sole purpose of providing Watsits to the people, people who, for who whatever reason, can't contribute to the Watsit development system. Yeah. They could be unwell, they could be too young, you know, they could be elderly, and they might have a lot to offer in terms yeah. of their expertise. They could be a but, musician. Yeah, they can't, or, or they could entertain, they could do all kinds of things. They could produce it, be producing things which have inherent like value and worth, but are not Watsits. Mm. And it is good and right and proper for the people producing the Watsits 
to agree collectively to put some of those watsits aside to provide watsits for the people who don't who just aren't part of the process yeah. of development. I, I just think the the key thing to remember is that the person who is who's taken who has taken of the watsits yeah. out of the hands of the people who have been making them and who is lives is, in a very flammable house made out of wood. Lives in a flammable yeah. house yeah. made out of wood and straw and mud. Hmm. Yeah. Which would just go up because you've got Very somebody quickly. who's building the oven. You've got somebody Very who's quickly. responsible for finding bits of iron and bits of flint to clack think, against each other. I think that person should be given an opportunity to hand back all of the bowls they've stolen. Yeah, like they they should be aware of the potential consequences at any moment. At any moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's how I'd go about making the was it? Okay. Yeah. See. While we were going to call this episode leg cramps, I kind of want to call it what's it consequences. Because <laughs> what's yeah. it consequences are important. They are. Be yeah. caught, if you're is, caught orange handed. This is why I am frightened of what's it. This is why I'm fr- <laughs> just a socialist <laughs> screed on the back. What's it's are a symbol of how divorced we are from, from the, the labour we yes. produce yes. and the. Yeah. The food created Let's by labour. Send this to some political economists and put them all out of a job. Mm. But that's okay because there'll still be some watsits for them. Yeah, because yeah. we've put some watsits aside. We've put some watsits aside for people who do useful things like think about political economy. Yeah. Anyway, Garfield. I, I enjoy recording <laughs> these podcasts with you. Very much so. It's. It does remind me. Is it me. intellectually stimulating for you in a in a very deeply unintellectual way? It takes a lot of smarts to be this stupid, <laughs> and playing in that space. Uh, but when you said stimulating, I'm now thinking of a range of what's it themed sex toys, and that oh, would suck. Oh no! Like a what's it butt plug? Oh, what's it dildo? Just uh, rasping its way uh, no, in your passages. No, no, no. A what? A what's it flogger? Coated, coated in what's it dust? I can't hear so, this. I actually can't hear this. So I'm going to make my lips move a lot so looking. you can lip read. I'm not looking. Stop talking about it. It's gross. Anyway. So it leaves dust on your bum. <sighs> yeah. You were saying nice things and then you started talking about what's it sex toys. Hello, what's it sex toys? Four 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 four. Mm. Yes, Did I'm your recording these days, family nice. ever answer the phone with the number? Oh, yeah. So if I want to remember what my grandma or grandpa sounded like, I just think of them answering their phone. And is it answering with the phone number? Yeah. Huh. There we go. I can do it right. Yeah, it's right there. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that is nice. Because yeah. obviously, like, if I phone them, then, you know, to phone your grandma and... Let them know what time to come round for the barbecue, etc. Do you remember when the phone would just ring yeah. without warning? Our next door neighbour has a landline, um, and I heard it ringing the other day, and all of a sudden it was like 1998. Fuck that. Text me before you phone me. Warn me. No, I used to like having a chat up to my, I, like, me oh, and no. my friends. Oh, no. I like having a chat all with. All the time. Like, well, I mean, I didn't, because, you know, not particularly. Um, oh god! No, I remember, having, I remember like yeah, like when it was when kids. it was like free or really cheap after you know after peak hours like after six diary zone yeah um like you just phone up and just talk nonsense like I remember just sitting at the bottom of the stairs. If a friend phoned you for a chat now without warning without sending a text, yeah. being like, "Hey, I'm free. Do you want to do you want to chat?" Oh, it'd be lovely. Yeah. Awful. Oh no, I'd love it. Just like shit, I'm being phoned. Someone's died. 
shit what's happened no if someone just phoned up and was like hey how you doing i'm like great lovely yeah no i'm not too bad how are you, how are you? you know no i'd like that'd be great if someone i knew really well yeah without warning yeah why not that's like someone turning up in your house but again like i grew up at a time when it was normal to phone someone up for a chat yeah without... I've, well i'm two years younger than you Catherine. But i you like didn't we grew do up it. no you just said you didn't do it so therefore you're not accustomed to it so it doesn't matter when you grew up. Like you just didn't do it. Had, I did it all the time. I've had a conversation on the phone before. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah, but not at a time when that was like a not normal like, thing that you used to do. Not like in Daria, where Daria's sister is hogging the phone. What's Daria's sister called? Quinn. Quinn. Yes, Morgendorfer. Yeah. No, we'd we'd do that. Me and my friends would just yeah just phone each other up and talk rubbish. Godless behaviour. It was great. I remember. I'm, I remember sitting on the massive chest fridge freezer. No, it was a chest freezer at the bottom of the stairs. Like, sitting on that and, like, lying down on it with the phone. And, you know, like, mm. t- playing with the twirly cord of the phone. And then, like, every now and then my mum would come past and go, don't sit on that, you'll break it. <laughs> and then every now and then my dad would come past and go, Is this, am I paying for this? <laughs> <laughs> just, just still talking. Like, half an hour later, are you still on the phone? Yeah. I need to get something out of the freezer. Well, you just have to... I will not have to wait. Get off that freezer. Yeah. It's just, you know, normal. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's a, a charming little recollection of the past. Yeah. Um, there was an extension um, cord eventually for the phone so that I could, like, you know, sit up the top of the stairs or ooh. you could use it in the, you know, mum could sit on the sofa. And, Did you not have a cordless phone? phone? No, not for a long time. Oof. They were expensive. They were re- a thing of posh people. What was the first um, mobile phone you recall seeing? The first mobile phone, this is very easy, um, was one that my dad had in the late 1980s, early late 1990s. 80s. Yes, because it was a uh, proper car phone um, for his business. So he imported tropical fish. He ran a business doing that. He had all kinds of weird and wonderful things. Um, but yeah, he used to, to Im- fish, import tropical fish and then go and pick them up on a Tuesday from Heathrow and then deliver them to some fish shops around the country in the transit van. Um, and I used to go with him sometimes. Um, and it was um, a huge block, like, I mean, like five kilograms at least. Massive block. Um, huge battery, obviously. And it sat permanently in the car and it was plugged into the car. And that was, you know, partly how it was charged. You couldn't, didn't really have, you couldn't take it anywhere outside of the car. Yeah. And the phone itself was like on a little curly attachment to the block itself. Um, and all of the buttons on the, were on the back of the phone. Yep. Um, and um, the buttons were kind of really, it was like white plastic like clear not clear plastic but you know like the sort of opaque one with lights underneath um and the lights were bright green like Ooh. a kind of not a neon green but like the kind of green that's yeah, on yeah. your lap the, the computer at yep. the moment now you know um uh like the sort of green that you get from uh what's it glow in the dark sign yeah and they were light up um and you could have it hands-free um and it was really really loud throughout the whole van um, or you could pick it up and use it. And that is the first mobile phone I remember. Nice. What was the Very first specific. mobile phone handset? First mobile phone handset um, was the one that I had, which was a, my first mobile phone, which was like 98, I want to say. Something like that. No, maybe 99. And it was, I can't tell you exactly what it was. Was it a Motorola? Anyway, I was on T-Mobile, as was. No, Cellnet. It was Cellnet, actually. And it was like a... Um, a little tiny screen, LCD, um, you know, just small buttons. All you could do is text. Motorola got their name from car phones because, like, the Victorola, yeah. and then the Motorola yeah, yeah, is yeah. like a Victorola for your car. Yeah. I my parents had one of the bricks, yeah, like yeah. the big '80s business 
phone. Was that the cordless for the landline though, or was it an actual? No, phone? no, that was a mobile phone, phone with a, yeah. a SIM card the size of a credit card, yeah. like a, a cell phone yeah. that is cell like... phone in the sense of it's a it connects via wireless mobile cells positioned around the country rather than the kind of yep. copper slash full fiber as it is now. And yeah, I remember those. They were absolutely yeah. fucking massive. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, like the one my dad had in the van. Yes, yeah. um, they were. Like, you you could comfortably beat a man with that. Oh god, they were huge. Yeah. Let's see. Where are my photos? There is a photo of me as a small child dressed as a tiny businessman um, that somebody uploaded from when I was in a play at school. Oh, and tiny businessman. There is a picture of me somewhere on Facebook, which, if I can manage I to, I think I've seen that one. Mm, he was a tiny businessman dressed as a tiny businessman with a. Enormous. Oh, there's lots of photos of me. I remember the past. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm looking at the past and it's making me sad. Oh. It's okay. We've got the present. That's true. That? It's important to think about what lies ahead rather than yeah. getting all big sad about what doesn't. <laughs> uh, where's this small guy gone? Catherine, you're going to have to do some talking into the microphone while I try and find this because it's now become a thing that I need to do uh, rather than, you know, just a, a time-passing thing. It, I'm now sort of... Um, that's beholden... fun. One of my old uni friends is um, going to Curious Pastimes next week because I think his daughter wants to go. Isn't Aww. that lovely? So hopefully I'll see him there. Well, that's nice. Oh, there we are. What are you looking at? Is this a picture of you as a tiny businessman? With a mobile phone. Oh, I have seen this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at your little face. Tiny businessman. Oh, <laughs> that is so cute. Was it a school play? Yes. Oh, that is so cute. I feel like that might have been a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory type thing. But yes, isn't that a large That's mobile really phone? Lovely. So um, Adorable. we had a, yeah, a couple of those. I, I only got like a mobile phone when I was, I think, 15 or 16. Other kids had had them for a couple of years about the before. Same. I got mine in the sixth form when yeah. I would have Did, been 17. Didn't need it. Yeah, same. And it now... Was, it, was, it was just... No, it was upper fifth, I think. So just just going into sixth form. I remember. I didn't, didn't need one. I remember, like, yeah, yeah, other girls had one already. And I was like, I don't need one. If I need to... Don't find... need one, can't afford one. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that too, that, I'm, yeah. I'm not like saying that to bully you for being poor. That oh, was no, also no, our no, justification. Really was. Yeah, it was. I couldn't, don't need one, can't afford one. Because if I... The, it was 20 minutes from my school to home on the bus. If the worst came to the worst, I could walk to grandma's. And that was like a half hour walk. Um, and so, you know, I did that a couple of times. I remember like in, there was a snowstorm and all the buses were closed. Um, I didn't phone. Because, you know, why would I? The, the the arrangement was, if I couldn't get home on the bus, I'd walk to Grandma. So I did. Just walked to Grandma's, turned up. I was like, oh, hello. I thought you were expecting a cup of tea. Phoned Mum and Dad. That was fine. You know, and they picked me up in the 4x4 or van. Or, well, it would have been the van in those days. Yeah. yeah I, same um, again when all the, all the buses went or something. There was a huge car crash. Something. Just walked. Yeah. That's what you did. You just, to move. You know, or reverse charge call. Mm, yeah, yes, a yeah, trunk call to reverse, to reverse the, the reverse charge call. My dad used to piss and moan about that, something chronic. Like, I remember once, like, I was in town, I was in Leeds city centre, and I'd been to see some friends, we'd been shopping, we had a nice afternoon, and then, like, all of the trains had gone down, and, like, the bus, there was just, for some reason, I think it was, like, some IRA bomb alert or something. Oh, okay. Something ridiculous. It might have been, like, late 90s, I'm sure there was one where they blew up the tracks outside or something. Mm. Um, and I phoned my dad like you know phoned home with the reverse charge through the operator 
And the first thing my dad was was like, why are you troning? You know how expensive it is. I'm like, I can't get home. Can you come and give me a lift? <laughs> oh, I suppose so. Walk to school and I'll pick you up from there. I was like, oh, for God's sake. So, a couple of things. My, my dad used to work for the post office at the time that they handled telephones. Oh, did he? And so... I, did, I knew he worked for the post office, but I didn't know. What did he do there, if I, you can say? I cannot remember Fair for enough. the life of me. But he used to tell me, like, um, there's a code that you could dial that would call your number back. Like, so there's a... Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which would... Yeah. And it wouldn't, like, go to a live line. It would just make it your... Phone, it would yeah, trigger your yeah, phone yeah. ring. Yeah. And, like, all sorts of things I like this. I knew about that one. And yeah. I found that fascinating because it's a shame we couldn't whistle down the lines in this like country. Yeah. that the whole phone freaking thing and playing about with systems and then learning things from systems that you've that feel that you've forbidden broken. yeah there was a chocolate for me there was a, well. a cadbury vending machine at school and i i think through the internet had found the diagnostic codes used for it you couldn't oh what, what are you doing sorry no Oh, okay. Um, you couldn't get, like, free stuff with it, but you could type in a code and it would, like, tell you possibly stock levels. Oh, it would yeah. tell you, like, forbidden we used information. We about with the ones in our school. Yeah. yeah, and it would tell you this information. And I, like, I don't know if it's this is how my brain processes things, but to me, if you found a code for a vending machine mm. that you could type in and it would just dispense a chocolate bar, like, it's an engineering code used to test the deposit That's mechanism. That's but it's not very fun. That, to me, doesn't feel like stealing. No, no. Because that's a feature it's of the machine. Yeah, it's a that's of some. The whereas. They've let you do it. Like, whereas going into a shop, picking up a Mars bar, pocketing it, and walking out. That's I guess stealing. that's a feature of that's the shop stealing. because you yeah, can. That's stealing. Like, but it's sort of the same thing, but it feels a world of difference apart. I think it's like the kind of the mindset of like, if you didn't want to lose all this data, you shouldn't have put it out on the digital equivalent of a please take me board on the street. And I and I can sort of see, I, I think there's two, it, this, is, this is a lot of, you know, there's a huge in-depth argument about this. I think it's fine to take the data in my view, so long as you then don't do anything with the data and turn around to the company and go, you left this data lying around, you fucking idiots. Mm. Um, it depends on the nature of it as well. When you say data, do you mean like data on how to get that code to give yourself a free chocolate bar? Or are you talking about I'm metaphors? Talking about like, me, data, like, yeah, metaphors. I'm talking about metaphors. I'm yeah. Talking about, yeah, like data, you know, as in like, Say, for example, say, um, you know, uh, a government hospital IT system leaves out, like, you know, someone is, shouldn't, probably shouldn't have been poking around in the first place, but someone is poking around for whatever reason and they find huge amounts of personal data. It is right and proper for that person to take that data, not do anything with it at all, and tell secure that person, it, tell store, that store it securely and immediately tell that organisation look at this you idiots you've left this open here's how you might want to fix it but go and talk to a professional i i've i've been good about this but someone else might yes. not have been. well that's a big feature that's, of like, morally to me that is acceptable like white hat hacking like yeah. that is well that, that, that's hacking, a feature that of, of penetration testing like yeah. one of the first things it, it's yeah. called osint open source yeah. intelligence which is basically by google what can i find about this company yeah. like what can i find about this person not breaking into things no, not like no stealing credit card details or stealing passwords or anything just yeah. if i use a variety of search engines and if i go to website slash login.php can i find their telephone what can I number find? online yeah their personal mobile phone number can i look at their 
Facebook. public Facebook page and see perhaps the name of their son or a niece or nephew, can I then WhatsApp message them on their personal mobile phone saying, hi, it's so-and-so, I've lost my phone. Can you send me XYZ, this person's details? Don't worry, I don't need any money or anything. I just need to know, and so on and so forth. I'm not saying anyone should ever do this, but... No. It just feels like it's. It feels like it's not. It feels like it's not stealing. If you can press a certain number of buttons on a vending machine and then it gives you a free thing, that feels like that's not stealing. And I know it is, but also that's. And I never did this because that that wasn't an option on the vending machine. You bet your ass I would have done it. Oh boy! The history of hacking, as we all know, is um, the landscape, shall we say, the historical landscape of hacking is littered with the furious bodies of um lots and lots of neurodiverse people who engage in total good faith who just want to know how things work and who come up against people who don't understand why someone would just want to know how things work and don't want to do anything nefarious with it he did not stop there he made little machine language programs to test all the functions of the chips they had to be little programs since the altair's memory was so minuscule He did this until his own ten input devices. His fingers had thick calluses. The 8080 chip had a 72-function instruction set, so there was plenty to do. An amateur pilot, Dompio listened to a low-frequency radio broadcasting the weather while he worked, and after he tested a program to sort some numbers, a very strange thing happened when he hit the switch to run the program. The radio started making zip, zip, zip noises. It was apparently reacting to the radio frequency interference caused by the switching of bits from location to location inside the altar. Uh, he brought the radio closer, around the program again. This time the zips were louder. Dompier was exultant. He had discovered the first input-slash-output device for the Altair 8800 computer. Mm. That's from Hackers, Heroes of the Computer Evolution, by Stephen Levy. Interesting. I find it fascinating, and I genuinely think that I should retrain uh, as a computer security I think you'd Bobbins. be very good at it. I think you just need to learn how to I just need to learn computery stuff. you have not had the ideal path to becoming a computer programmer, like a world-leading computer programmer, which is to be uh, born a trans woman mm. <laughs> to spend the first few decades of your life getting fed up because everyone treats you like a boy, learning how to program, uh, finally coming out... Uh, and blossoming into a beautiful rainbow tights wearing hacker uh, and then destroying the system from within. Mm. I lot, believe lot that, that is the ideal, lot of that the going ideal around, career yeah. pathway for um, uh, InfoSec people. I think I'd be quite good at InfoSec if I could just stop myself tweeting everything that I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big if, Bre- isn't it? Breaking into company, lol. <laughs> Standing out back door hoping someone will let me in. Haha, they did. Here is a selfie I'm not lol. sure. I think you might get quite anxious about doing that kind of thing. That's just it's immersive theatre, isn't it? It's improv. What a background. Hello, I'm here to be an affable-sounding middle-class white man. Can I come in? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Mm. Um, I, yeah, it's something I've been fascinated about since I was a very been, small child. We've been trying to teach people at work about that kind of stuff. Like the um, obviously, I do not say where I work, but no. there was a, um, a thing a couple of months ago. I might have mentioned this before, where there was like a security test. Uh, oh, yes. Um, and it was a, a real obvious phishing email, like poor spelling, all the rest of it. Log in here with your details to check <laughs> that they are correct. And something like 80 people 
put their yeah. login detail, their, their Windows part login details, which could give access to some very sensitive files. Yep. Um, yeah. Cat works. They all had to go for remedial training, and some of them still did it the again. King's bum. Um, we had an we had an email at work that was like, "I'm so and so. I'm high ranking person in organization of so and so. This invoice needs to be paid immediately." And okay, I I, <laughs> I don't recall why it was sent to me. Like you know, we we've there's been some pushback or there's been a complaint about this. Can you look into? It? I looked at. It, I was like, I this fucking stinks. This this isn't right. Have you? Have you looked into this at all? Like, no, not really. We just, you know. The... What was it that made you suspicious? It was the tone, mm. the the person, the, urgent, the sense of urgency. It was partly the sense yeah, of urgency. That's one of the it was, you look out it was for. also the sort of person who was supposed, like, quote unquote, the sort of person who was sending this email yeah. wouldn't have addressed the person that they were sending that email to in the way that they had. Right. They sent that. I don't know. If it was like too informal or too formal, there yeah. was something that was something like off about the, this, the way the language was used. This person wouldn't, and it it wasn't like glaring spelling mistakes, or it was like slightly too familiar. So this is quite interesting. So like this, this is. I wonder if um, something about the we're going to ding the autism. Bell? Like, yeah, a lot of neurodiverse people, in order to feel like they, you know, to mask and to fit in, have to consciously study. You learn the rules. Learn the rules, and therefore maybe are a little bit better than people who just take it for granted at recognizing when those rules have been broken. I do. There's two ways of doing that. One is to be neurodiverse, and one is to be an English graduate. <laughs> but yes, like they, there was or some sociology, or you know, there was something in the the way it was written that's interesting that was just sort of intangibly wrong so mm. i was like okay i'm going to analyze the headers on this the the person who was supposed to have been sending this email is based in london mm. this email was sent somewhere in america oh, that's like, peculiar. It, here yeah, we go yeah. something's happened yeah. don't don't pay this invoice yeah. and i saved the organization tens of thousands of pounds yeah. um and yeah it was just fascinating that like i think it Something like the, the purchase order had caused it to not happen, and like, oh, can you just double check this? And so I was, it was like, fraud, basically. Yes, yeah. an attempt at fraud, and it was a real like, no, this is this is quite big. Let's not do this. Yeah. And yeah, as you say, urgency yeah. is a big thing because that overwrites yeah, people's decision making. Yeah. Like, I yeah. need to do this now. You if this do doesn't now. happen, you're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. And that really short circuits people's yeah. desire and like but politeness. I, I wonder if like you've got a kind of automatic defense against that in your. Um, just being, Fuck you! I won't. Yeah. We need to do this right now. <laughs> Fuck off! Yeah, the the defiance, oppositional yeah, defiance. defiance. We need to do this as right a, now. It's really important. Against fraud. That fucking is it, sunshine? <laughs> Twat. Um, yeah. See, sometimes I I automatically jump to oh gosh, am I going to get in trouble? Okay, but then I've I've trained myself over the years to kind of go, hang on a minute, mm. why? But that's part of my <clears throat> obstreperousness in relation to like project management and, and systems. Being and like, difficult. is this the right way of doing it? Can we just step back? If we think about this for 30 seconds, mm. that is not going to make a difference. I was listening yeah. to a podcast um, where somebody was interviewing a um, penetration tester. And she was saying that like she got into a, a real high-class bank. Like a bank for people with money, not like, a not a high street like Lloyd's, or somewhere. but a Coots yeah. type One thing. of those kinds of places. And dressed up nicely in a smart suit, uh, arm in a sling or in yeah. a cast. Oh, cup so of, automatically engendering sympathy. Cup yeah. of coffee. Um, got into this very quiet place. Tried to like tap a card or whatever. Yeah. It didn't work. Very loudly. Oh fuck's sake! Mm. 
which obviously you're in a very quiet place yeah, of money and hushed hear, tones yeah. and murmurs. Security guard comes over. Can I help? This fucking thing has been doing this. And like establishing yourself as that authority. sort of status. Yeah. Authority. Yeah. Brusque. Very. Like angry and sort of dismissive. The kind of person who would work The kind of person who would work there. Yeah, oh, here, very try this. Paid, oh, it's not yeah. fucking working. And then like dropping your papers. Like, oh, fuck. And when you've got the arm in the sling. And then it's like, okay, yeah. here, I'll, I'll beep you Did through. Did she then play the sympathy card? Because that can sometimes yeah. work. And then yeah, yeah. got beeped through yeah. with yeah, a like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll just do this. Oh, I'll... God, I'm so, look, I'm so sorry. It's just been such a week. I'm so sorry. Look, could you pick those up for me? I'm, look, oh, I'm so annoyed. Yeah, putting it that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I find that fascinating. Yeah. And the, 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 the stuff that fits around people's, like, desire to not cause fuss and people's desire to, like, if you're... If you're in a space, it's the assumption that you should be there. Like if you're wearing a high-vis vest, unscrewing uh, we're, a... We're much better at that in our office, yes. but I've, I've had to do that before where someone's tried to um, go through me on a card. And oh, like, sort of, what's yeah. the uh, tailgating? Yeah, and they do work there. Mm. Um, and I know that they work there. And I had to turn around and say, I'm really sorry, you're going to have to use your own card to do it. Wow. Now, if you know you if you know they work there, being an ass for the sake is, of being an The problem is that sometimes where I work, people can get asked to leave very quickly. Ah, I see. Because um, they've washed King Charles's. Well, ass because sometimes wrong. sometimes they have um, they've got a new job, and we've had this happen, where someone has offered information. Oh, that's not good. So, yes, yeah, so Don't do because, that. because of where I work, um, sometimes people get offered a new job. Totally legitimate. They've got a new job, yeah. but that means that the moment that job is confirmed, they are cut off like literally yeah. minutes their login is deleted they cannot access any that of the files they're on gardening leave for three months the the pass is taken away yeah. so the the someone will within minutes will click a button that will delete you know delete yeah. that pass from the system so absolutely everything that they have access to is cut off yeah and sometimes those people will try to get in very 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 rarely very yeah. very rarely oh, yeah, but, of course. but there's there's the chance yes, there's of a that chance being a thing that even if you know someone they looks like they've got a legitimate card yeah but that they might not might be supposed have been to turned be in the off building. that day. Yeah. I was watching a video of a talk at Defcon. When I, that... when I lost my, well, I didn't lose my card. I forgot it. I went to the front desk and um, they had to, like went through. They wouldn't let me in with a temporary card until they'd had visual confirmation from phoning someone on the system that they knew was already on the system. So it was my line manager. Right, getting them to come downstairs, first. look at your face, and go, "That's a person." Yeah, and I've done that for people as well and showed them my card and you know they've tested the card to make yeah. sure it was all right. Um, but you know, in this case, it was someone that I work with very closely who has like the highest level of security clearing for you know what we do, um, and and he was like. You idiot. Mm. Have you forgotten your card? Have you been naughty? <laughs> and the moment, like, you know, that came off on the screen, the security guard was like, yeah, okay, you can get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, 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 not, it's not unfriendly that way. It's yeah, just yeah. that you, you have to. I was watching a video of a talk uh, that some guy was giving at DEF CON, and there was a particular bank where he, he just walked in and, like, walked around the back of the, like, where the tellers were. How? Just, yeah, just, like, by walking with purpose and looking like... Yeah. And then, like, you know, it's because then if you start like tinkering with something, like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm here to do this. If that, if that gets checked and you've got something built in to foil the checking, then everybody then thinks you're there for the reasons that they think you're there for. And you send me links to these videos. They sound really. I I just find it absolutely fascinating. Like. It's, Spe- because, speaking... it's because people are breaking the rules. Yeah, be... the, the social rules. You're, you're looking at the social rules slightly from the outside and going, "How can what, you watching somebody like 
touching your computer, somebody comes up and says, what are you doing? Oh, I'm in, I'm in IT. Okay, can you help me with this? That person then takes you to their computer. Yeah. You do what you need to do. You take a picture of the screen, like yeah. stick in a USB key, say you fixed it. Everyone on that office has seen you help that yeah. person with their computer. And, put a USB and you can now yeah. go from desk to desk yeah. doing exactly yeah. the same thing. Yeah. And it's like I'm, you know, I'm not saying that I would never fall for any of this. I've I've held doors open for oh, people. Yeah, none, and like, none of us are immune to propaganda. And yeah. the thing is as well, it feels rude doing yeah, it. It that, feels that's awful. such a huge block but to say to... no and to be like and that, yeah, I yeah. need and proof I, and that I you're... felt so rude. Um, but but because we've kind of got much better as an organisation, mm. that person was like, you know what, actually, you're right. Yeah, no, you're completely right to say that. And then they touched in with their own card. Yeah. And that's fine. But I felt awful. You know, like, I was able to say, I'm so sorry, I feel so bad about this. But to, to break to the yourself. sort of societal norm of not holding a door open yeah. for somebody. Like, you know, if somebody's like, yeah. oh, oh, you know, rushing and you've just walked through the door. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to put your hand out I, to let I that door anymore. close. I don't anymore at work. I just do not do it because it's not worth it which makes me feel terrible. Yeah. But, it's... but because they're kind of building a culture where everyone does that, it's now, you know, it's no longer quite as rude as it yes. was, which is how you improve security. Yeah. I've, I, I wonder if part of this, as you say, is seeing the the rules, seeing the mechanics. Yeah, you're of, seeing the mechanics of the game. Of the social interactions yeah. and seeing where there's, like, so ways of tabletop gaming it. is playing by the rules, but you don't like that because you want to break them because you like the well, mechanics. I don't want to break them. I want to see what they you can do. You want to see do. what they can do, yeah. And that <laughs> involves them. and that involves not immersing yourself. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, I maybe maybe I just do that. Maybe I, yeah, like, ev- cool. every day for a couple of hours start, like, learning some basic programming stuff because, yeah. you know, be th- really these are the sort it. of things where yeah. you can be self-taught. And I think yeah. having a couple of decades of being a performer... And like an immersive performer, and that kind Don't of thing. Don't second guess yourself. The the main thing is the technical stuff. I think that's where you. What you could do actually is have a look at the kinds of qualifications and skills that those people have, and then look at. Oh, I look have. At, I've I've emailed yeah. a man who runs yeah, a company yeah, yeah. about it, and he gave look me some advice. Look at what your your skills are, and then see where the gaps are. The gaps are. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Hello, I've come to squirf your nurbles. My name's Herbula Squirfington. Mm. Oh, hello, Herbula. Do come in. Can I take your computer yeah. away? I know, you, yes. I know you think I'm obnoxious, but I'm very good at wheedling my way into places. Not, not that I shouldn't be, but you know, like when I, I'm. Quite, you're saying we should do this as a team. We, we'd be very good as a team. Um, I'm quite good at stakeholder management. I think we could argue I mean, our way into anywhere, yeah, and I don't yeah, mean like yeah. argue with other people. I mean no, like other. you and yeah, I just yeah, yeah, sure. arguing, and oh, yeah, people would just beep other. us yeah. through because yeah. it would be worse yes. to have I us know, with know, them. Exactly. Like I'm quite good at like you know traditional stakeholder management, which is you know getting people who vehemently disagree with each other to sit in the same room and talk and eventually come around to what I want them to do and mm. make them think it's their choice. Because I'm a devious, manipulative little bitch when it, <laughs> when it comes to people management. But it's because I can read people and I can read the room and you know, which I know you can't believe, but I can. <laughs> It's part of my job. So you just choose to be obnoxious. You know the right things to say and you choose not to. No. Hmm. Sometimes. It's like when you were scandalised in the bar the other night when a lady asked if I'd like to try the beer and I said, why is it horrible? And you were like, guy! But the way she'd said, do you want to try it, was with the undertones of like, this might smell a bit like underwear. You might not like it. Um, And so by saying, oh, is it horrid? Like, is it horrid? Well... But so what I would have said there instead is like, oh gosh, that does sound interesting. Yeah, no, maybe I will. Is it a bit weird? Or like, you know, oh, is it a bit oh, funny? Is it like, does it taste a bit like, 
you know, is, is it a bit marmite You know, like I'd have made it kind of more of a back and forth no, like without just funnier going, to say, is it horrible? But it's funnier for you, but not for everyone else. I, I sense that that was awkward for her because she didn't know how to react. Because what you'd done was shut down the um, small talk. You shut down the small talk there. No. Because it's difficult nah, for her to bounce off that because it's not what she was expecting. No, it's ideal because then she just goes like, yeah, some people think it is. A little bit. For I you, test it. it's ideal, but not for a person who's working to a different script. Like the other day, two uh, charity door knockers came. Oh, did they? Oh, and nice like, people. I get, you know, Charity's I, fine. I'm, I don't mind I'm, doing that. I'm never rude to but the government. those people. Never rude to those people we, because I, that sucks. No, absolutely. However, I've, se- I've sometimes seen like Tory canvassers coming around, but I've only ever seen them like disappearing away from our front door as they put leaflet mm. through, and that makes me very sad. I want to engage them in discourse for 45 minutes. That's the thing to put a pin in. <laughs> but like when these guys came, I opened the door, saw what they were doing. I was like, hi guys, I, re- I, I don't want to waste your time. I'm an absolute asshole. Have a lovely rest of your day. <laughs> and they were like, yep, okay, bye. And I closed the door. And I like that because that does... It does, that does that undercut break, it. That no, breaks the script. That, yeah. It sets me up, like, explicitly sets me up as the bad guy in that situation. But, it but in because, a fun way. Yeah, and the language that you're using indicates that you're... It, it's, a, it's a nice, well, a nice, in inverted commas, way of telling them that, you know... Um, you, you don't have the money for it, you're very sorry, you don't have time for it at the moment, then they're, they're going to waste their time if they do this, but you recognise that what they're doing is good work in yeah. a funny way. Yeah, yeah. just people stomp me in the street. Hi, can you spare 30 seconds? Of I'm really sorry, I'm an absolute piece of shit. Have a lovely rest of your day, though. And with a big old smile, and I walk away. And there there is a moment where they're like, just sort of catching up on that. Which I can totally see. That's fun. And that's different, but the difference there in that interaction is that they are not. you're not expecting them to say anything to you, to you afterwards. Yeah. Um... We have talked before about that Tory canvasser who put a leaflet through, and I opened the door. I was like, "Was this you? Don't bring these here." Oh, is uh, that thank why you we're very not much. Any? <laughs> and I like that's a, that funny thing where if I'd have said, if I'd have opened the door and rightly said, "How fucking dare you? How do you sleep at night? Ten years, twelve years of this country being ground down into a mean, despicable place." crammed with food banks while a small mm. selection of assholes grow fat on the suffering of others how other people fucking dare you mm. i'd have been quote unquote in the wrong like mm. he would have been oh, i can't believe it blah, blah. whereas it is well, that's perfectly tone policing isn't it yeah Polite perfectly discourse. morally right to be all fuck off you're actively making the country i live yeah. in worse you scumbag. Well, that's how pe- horrible people stay in power, is yeah. by sort of, you know, politeness discourse. Well, I'm just trying to be polite. I'm just trying to have a debate. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Why are you so angry about mm. this? The kind of columnists who write about stuff that doesn't really affect them personally and then get mad and nardy when people shout at them about stuff that has a day-to-day impact yeah. on their every life. And like, the, yeah. the, was it the climate change protesters that got on top of one of Rishi Sunak's houses? And obviously GB News were furious about this. And like, oh, you know, this is inappropriate. Blah, 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 blah. Like, no. Like, I would argue that there's no one currently, like no sitting Conservative MP, who should be able to go to a restaurant for the rest of their lives mm. without people shouting mm. what they've done. Mm. And having you that... Don't, you don't get to have your cake and eat it. You yeah. don't get to oppress other people and make life materially worse for them and then have no consequence. There's no consequences at the yeah, moment. That's like, what like, me. The, no like, one is facing consequences. Oh my god, look at Roxy. Oh, she, she being she's on her back. Where's she at? <gasps> she's on the big marshmallow. Oh, look at how comfortable she is. Oh, she's Having a little, little wash. Face. Anyway, yeah, what, like, how long? We've been doing this for an hour and a half. Yeah, I know. I just, I, 
I occasionally think about, about the fact that you know there are there are people in power who should be driven out, like they should be ashamed to show their face in public, and there is a subsection of the press and like maybe the body politic who think that that's inappropriate. Like you know, like like you say, you know, it's it's not polite, it's not appropriate. You don't shout at you know these people should be allowed to live their lives, and there's a big chunk of me that thinks like oh, I don't know if your life is focused on making other yeah. people's life worse, maybe you don't. Like maybe, maybe going out and having a nice meal in a restaurant just isn't for you anymore because of the things that you've done. Mean people follow you around the street yeah. with a loud hailer, publicly declaiming your crimes. They should do. It's tubers. tubers. We should we should hire uh, people with tubers to follow Tory politicians around, playing clown music everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. Again, clowns bring joy to people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just, it's just funny that if I'd have told this man, fuck off, you're actively harming the country yeah. that I live in, I'd have... You'd have been the arse. I'd have been in the wrong in that situation. But that's because and our I society... Uh, values yeah, politeness values over... politeness and elevates... That's why they get away with it. That's why they get away with it, because they just, you know... The, you have the, moved so far away from this yeah, microphone now. It's the smiling villain, isn't it? Mm. Anyway, we should... I hate to say this, we should talk about Gotham, because I do have stuff to do today. Getting a lot... Is, what time is it? It is two o'clock. I have stuff to do. Getting a lot of bloodborne energy from this. The, I thought this was a ghost at first. So, do you want to describe I the first panel? To... So, the first panel is Garf- it's really weird. Garfield's like, sleep box. There's something kind of Eldritch. Love. Yes, I was about to it's, say Lovecraftian horror about it. Yeah, I think it's... that's the first time I've heard his name pronounced as Lovecraft rather than Lovecraft. I and said that's... Lovecraftian. Yeah, I know. As Love, in Lovecraftian, the... Lovecraftian. That just made me feel weird. Lovecraftian, Lovecraftian. I would say, maybe, I don't know, I'd automatically shorten the vowel. I, like, I wouldn't really say love. I'd say Lovecraft anyway, because it's northern vowels. Yeah, Lovecraft. But love, Lovecraftian, Lovecraftian. I don't know, maybe I just shortened it automatically, I'm not, I'm not so I was using pick... it as an adjectival kind of... No, 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 like, I, it was just interesting. Cause I yeah, don't. no, anyway. it is, yeah. Um, very, it looks very like bloodborne. Or like a horrible jelly. So, um, it's Garfield's sleepy box. There is a series of whoosh lines going upwards, like a column, like a a, a rocketing column of orange whoosh. Because of the way orange, it's sort of pale. Yeah, that's orange. It's got orange stripes in it, but it's like against a white background. But because it's such a contrast with the color of the background, I honestly thought this was like a solid cube. Yes, it looks a little bit like an energon cube or similar, albeit not Um, purple. the, The the blanket is. For there is Moving? a blanket. Yeah, the, the blanket has been propelled it. up. So it's the blanket. It's got something in it. Is sort of hovering on top of this column of movement lines. It's effectively showing that a thing has whooshed up into the air. But for all the world, it looks it's like a like blue an octopusy. Yes, a, a blue. Not the Bond film. Wobbly ghost. Yeah, it's a blue wobbly ghost. Second panel. Is blue, the blue wobbly ghost blue is wobbly on the move? Ghost is on the move. There's a um, whoosh line yeah, showing that it's cloud. run about the place. Going um, and it, yeah, it looks like an octopus or a squid yeah. or one of the living failures from Bloodborne. You yes. know the big blue yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. like it. Yeah. And then third panel, panel three. Um, we've got half a biblically accurate Garfield, uh, for he's shaking his back end back and forth, so he has many legs. The blanket is on top of him, sort of peeled back yeah. slightly to reveal his face and legs. He looks very grumpy. His first two legs are stock still, like his so front I, legs I'm are stock he's still. I'm assuming he's waggling his back legs. Yeah. His back legs are waggling. Um, then there's a. Star, a swirl, a lightning bolt, a scribble, two exclamation marks. The classic cartoon swear replacement. I don't know if he's swearing or if he's going... I think it's it's just ambiguous, really, isn't it? Mm. It's either replacing a swear or could, it's just could a we noise be of anger. Seeing Garfield say, 
Fuck. Fucking leg cramps. Yeah. Uh, and he says leg cramps as we open leg the show cramps. with leg cramps. Leg cramps, and that's leg it. That, this isn't a joke. There's no joke here. No, but it's quite charmingly drowned. Is it? Uh, like, I like that it looked like that's what's happening with these two. Oh, what mystery. And then, oh, the reveal with a punchline. It's not a punchline. It's just a depiction yeah. of, of an animal having a leg cramp. It's not. It's, this isn't funny. No, but there's it, no comedy in Guff. But it's funnily drawn. It's just. It's not even. Is it whimsical? I don't know. I just. I don't. I like it because it makes me think of Bloodborne. Well, and yeah, that's, there we go. That's enough You've for got me a halo sometimes. Going on, haven't you? Right. Nineteen fine. comments. The comments. I thought that was a ghost. Poor Garfield, he had leg cramps. Looks like an octopus. Garfield, you should yeah. exercise more. What's that supposed to be? And then like a long screed I think Garfield's, from someone about... I think Garfield sweared. A long screed from someone about how leg cramps are a symptom of not enough sodium intake. Okay. You should eat more lasagna, Garfield. Oh, interesting. Um... <laughs> oh. There been some drama. I think there's been some drama. Garth Candor equals great about 12 years ago. Dear Tyler Hobbs, just one more thing. I don't even care you keep putting up these stupid posts. Good riddance, I say. Signed. Garth plus Candor equals great. I have no idea what's going on there. And I well, Garfield care. plus Calvin and Hobbs equals great. Obviously has beef with Tyler Hobbs. Um, I think this is the first beef between them that we've seen, so I don't know if I've been doing it in reverse chronological order or or how, but I'm intrigued to see where that continues. Uh, R. Tucker, 913, over 11 years ago, says exclamation mark, ampersand, octothorpe, dollar sign, percent sign, carrot, oh, not ampersand, sorry, at symbol, I'll start again, exclamation mark, at symbol, octothorpe, dollar sign, percent symbol, carrot, ampersand, asterisk, open bracket, close bracket. MI, almost 11 years ago, says September the 11th, 1978. First profanity by Garfield. Five replies. We got discourse. Uh, Flying Ace mm. says, I swear, or Garf does at least, leg cramps stink. 900 exclamation Then a full stop and a dickload of exclamation Pink Yoshi fan, have you ever heard of coincidences? Gabe Gamer supports you. Hang on, brain. that was, no, that was replying to these. username at Garfield remembers 911. Is that a real profile? No, I think I must have Weird. changed it. Have you ever heard of coincidences? Gabe Gamer supports Ukraine. He couldn't have this comic was made before 2001. I think Pink Yoshi fan must have been the person who for whom that was their name and they had to change it. Um, mm. Mm. Mzwar88 uh, said the first curse was on January 16th, 1984. Now, either that person was born in 1988 or we have Nazis oh, in the Garfield have. comments. Mm. Uh, Vula the face borrower over a year ago says what a day never forget it Garfield has cursed the world haha ha, just kidding love that Garf no curses okay. they're playing their own game and I yep. don't dislike it yep. Dakota the kid over eight years ago says watch you at dollar sign octothorpe ampersand language I have virgin ears okay as a reply watch your language I'm a swear detector and yes the D word counts what the D word God damn Da I was thinking damn, but, it is damn but where's where's that written? It's not. It's not. Don't expect any fucking sense. Garfield cusses, not. says Luco457. Uh, Luco457 also says... Ooh. 
Um, so Luco457's comment would have been much funnier if it didn't have the question mark or the exclamation mark. It's just Garfield. Ca- Imagine fighting In a boss on Demon Souls. Garfield casters. And then rather than you died or Nightmare Slain <laughs> or Prey Vanquished, Garfield cusses. There's a reply. Uh, agreed, says Ninja 5 I'm with you there, buddy, says Crandall. I'm right there with you. I'm buddy. right there with you, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Crandall. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> Come on, treat these replies with the respect they deserve. Jesus. Love to laugh says, what the heck was he sleeping in? There is a reply. And the reply is, a wooden box. If it isn't still his bed, it was for at least the first decade or so. Full stop. Yeah. Uh, Love to laugh, not knowing your Garfield lore. Moondrop needs caffeine over a year ago, says, first swell, lol. Sort of eyes face. At symbol, octothorpe, carrot, dollar sign, asterisk. Close brackets, open bracket, ampersand, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I always pause when I say asterisk because I worry that I'm it's going asterisk. to say asterisk. Yeah. And every single time, like I, it's like when you step on an escalator that's not moving mm. and your body goes, <laughs> asterisk. I know it's an asterisk because that's an asterisk. Mm. And I know that the character is an asterisk. Asterisk. Shit, it's happened again. Asterisk, asterisk is the goal. The goal. The little asterisk French fella. Is the little... Did Garfield say what I think he said? Wow. Yes, he said cunting leg cramps. <laughs> Village of cunting leg cramps. Fat Cat Animations, 12 months ago. It's so simple, Garfield. Get a new leg. Ah, oh, you don't hate that. <sighs> the answer is simple. See great clown, Catley Archie. I've got to go and do stuff. And also my back sets. Okay. Uh, well, Lovely folks. to see you, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Can we see them? Yeah. Ugh. Put some clothes on. Or don't. Or don't. Thank you very much for listening. It genuinely, it really charms me that people listen to this. I just... A, a clown who was at the clown school clown. has been apparently just powering through these. So thank you very much, that clown. Having a lovely time, which delights me. Um, if this was your first episode, we do begin every episode with leg cramps, and we be- end every episode like this. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash idlmpodcast and chuck us a couple of quid a month. It gets you some early release episodes, it gets you some Patreon backer exclusive stuff, and it helps support your friendly neighbourhood dickheads, yep. is who we are. Um, if you've already done that, or you don't want to, fair play to you, um, but you'd still like to support the show somehow, leave us a rating or review. Um, both because it helps us um, get you know picked up by people, uh, and also because it's really warm and fuzzy. Because I read a review and go, "Oh, I Catherine, look, yeah. somebody said a nice thing." It's nice, and that's just really charming. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, you can also be kind to yourselves because you are innately deserving of love and innately valuable. So you know, have a mm. have a glass of water, and you know, if things are bad now, that will Good. not be forever. No. Okay. So so to take that. Lovely. Right, well, do thank you, you have any further thoughts? No, not really. Um, what do you think about Mondays? Uh... I am psychically beaming the words leg cramps into you so you can say this okay. and we can end the podcast on a, like a, on a... I'll edit this bit out. Okay. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. And finally, Catherine, what do you think about Mondays? Cramp legs. <laughs> <laughs>